Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What happened if you say what you want to say? You know I'm bold. You know I like to tell it like it is. I'm going to be more bold than ever today. Our words are going to fall out. Truth is going to be spoken. We need to talk about this stuff nobody else is talking about. Yes, my name is Suge Burry, and this show is Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. And we have such a great guest on today. Today's topic is called Hookers for Jesus. Yes, you heard me right. Hookers for Jesus. We're going to be talking about women on the streets. We're going to be talking about sex trafficking. We're going to talk about Annie Lobert, who's with us here today. And I have next to me the most beautiful Reagan Kramer. Reagan, thank you for coming on. You're awesome, Shug. Yeah. Love being here. We're having so much fun. John, you keep us on the straight and narrow. Thank <laughs> you for nice producing. Nice to see you again, Shug. You know, we did a part one of this, and I really encourage you to go back and you listen to it. Um, Annie Lobert talked about Fallen, her wonderful book, out of the sex industry and into the arms of the Savior. I was so shocked about how this prostitution is happening everywhere we go in our cities. And what are we doing about it? Maybe a small handful of people are doing something about it. So this part two show, we're going to be talking about as women, as men, as church, as believers in Christ, what can we do to come alongside women who are in prostitution or or in sex trafficking who need to come out of it? Let's tell it like it is. Oh, Reagan, I'm way too pumped. Could you tell us about our guest, please? You're fired up and talked about who's fired up is Annie Lobert for Jesus Christ. God has used her past. Uh, she has been in a decade of sex trafficking in the past. She is a wife, speaker, and author, and she openly talks about her experiences in those 10 years. She is the current talk show host of CTN Vegas Pink Chair. She's been on many, many uh, national and international broadcasts. She's been interviewed by many publications, but she is first and foremost uh, a woman who is passionate about bringing truth and light into the darkness in the darkest corners of the world that uh, are happening through prostitution and sex trafficking. And Annie, I Love you already, and I'm so thankful that you're on the show. Welcome. Oh, I'm so, so happy to be here, ladies and gents. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, three of your buddies I absolutely admire. Joyce Meyer, Sheila Walsh, and Lisa Bivere. I mean, way to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're just in the company of awesome women right now, Reagan. Did you know that? I do. I feel so honored. Oh, so we're getting into it. So the first show, we talked about her book, her life, her story, how she got um, from voluntary prostitution into sex trafficking against her will. Those things so simply happen. And so, Annie, what was your end goal in writing this book for your listeners? I honestly wanted to reach back out to the ladies that were like me to let them know that you can be set free and you can live your life and be successful. You can be passionate. You can love what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to belittle yourself or sell yourself to do that. You Mm -hmm. don't. Sexually, right? But right. the other coin side of the coin was to actually wake the world up and people up about sex trafficking and how damaging it, it destroys societies mm-hmm. and it destroys families. Mm-hmm. 
And so I wanted everyone to know what it is and why we don't need to tolerate it anymore and how we can all heal as a community together to stop it and to help the ladies that are coming out. And of course, the younger men and the boys that are coming out of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the last chapters of your book, you describe how God met you right where you were. And as I was reading, I was thinking every woman needs to hear this. Share how Jesus came to you and how you finally were free. Oh, my gosh. He had been coming to me quite often before I actually surrendered again. Because Now, again, now what would, does that look like for people who are listening or aren't believers? So, what does it mean that, that mm-hmm. God came to you? What does that look like? So, you know, has anyone ever had a feeling that there's some supernatural force that's a gentle force, that's a force that makes you feel loved and accepted around you at certain points in your life or when you're very desperate and you feel alone, all of a sudden you just feel like there's a presence in the room? That could be God trying to speak to you. And it also could manifest in a person right? Or a situation that he gets you out of, like your life was spared. You didn't even know how it happened, but you didn't get to see the angel. But for sure, there was an angel that intervened, right? That is God trying to talk to you. And what I wanted to share was it says in Psalm 40, I waited and waited and waited some more, patiently knowing God would come through for me. And then at last he bent down and listened to my cry. And he stooped down to lift me out of danger Mm -hmm. from the desolate pit I was in, out of the muddy mess I had fallen into. Now he's lifted me up on a firm, secure place and steadied me while I walk along his ascending path. Now it gets better, ladies. Get ready. A new (laughs) song for a new day rises up in me Mm. every time I think about how he breaks through for me. Ecstatic praise pours out of my mouth until everyone hears how God has set me free. And that is the purpose. Because listen, he did pick me up, and he did try to talk to me, and I ignored his, I ignored his voice. I ignored, ignored the, the interventions he had, but I'll, I'll tell you what happened. The night that I overdosed on August 2nd, 2003, was literally the signal of, this is it. If you don't flip this switch off in your life, you mm-hmm. will die. Yeah. And I knew, and I, I totally, like, I knew it was his, his hand upon me, even though it was an overdose, it was his hand upon me in that overdose that it, it made me make that final frontier decision where I was never going to go back to the past or revisit what I was doing, which was being trafficked and being high on drugs just to cope with my complex trauma. Mm, that is so, so good. It, Here's the other thing, and I want to speak to the ladies out there that you might be selling yourself. Maybe you're, you're a stripper. Maybe you're doing webcam. Maybe you're actually turning tricks, whatever it may be. And you are, you've declared to yourself, I'm an independent. You know, no one's pimping me out. No one's taking my money. But at the same time, you have a boyfriend or a friend that's taking part of your money, but you feel like it's a fair exchange. And is it possible that you're being coerced and you're being actually tricked into staying that way because you feel like you have no options because they've – ingrained it in your mind. They brainwashed you saying that they're your only source for your substance and your roof of your head and your food and the clothing on your back. You're being trafficked. Mm-hmm. You're wow. being trafficked. You think it's a choice, but you're being trafficked. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. So I just want ladies and, and young men and boys to wake up right now that's listening to this right now, that God is here to set you free. He's here to set you free. Mm-hmm. Mm. Free indeed. You know, in the back of your book, it was like come to Jesus meeting. It yeah. was such a gospel revival. I loved it. I just, you know, I, I was reading this book. I was so intense. And I felt like I was born again and again and again, sister, from <laughs> listening to you talk. It was amazing. But, um, you know, I, 
I can't help but think this is not just a one-way street. Yes, you originally volunteered and went into this. And when I work with women inside a prison, it's a similar situation. They're they're um, selling themselves for drugs, for other things, et cetera. And then, um, then you said that you found yourself in such an abusive way that you were um, being beaten constantly. And this love thing was keeping you um, just solid with this guy who you call your pimp. Do they use the word pimp today or is that an old fashioned term? No, they still use it on you know, the download. They'll just call themselves P or they'll say, you know, I'm, I'm pimping B or whatever. They still use that language yeah. or they say Mac Daddy. You know, that's that's what they use when it comes to Romeo pimping. And sometimes they just, you know, they they make you call them master. They'll make you call them just by their first name or they're they always have a code name. Like I have my code name Fallon. Mm-hmm. We all know my name's Annie, but it was Fallon back then. Mm-hmm. And so my ex trafficker. I had two ex-traffickers, by the way. My ex-trafficker's name was not his original name. Mm-hmm. He had a nickname. I can't say that over the radio yeah. right now because it would divulge who he is, mm-hmm. but he had a, the name Julian wasn't his name. Mm-hmm. It was another name in the street. And that's what he wanted me to call him along with the other wife-in-laws, the girls in the stable of the trafficker. We had to call him by that name in the street. How, that's the way we how many women him. would there normally be? Well, he normally had probably three or four, mm-hmm. sometimes five. Mm-hmm. And there were oftentimes he was all alone with me for, yeah. for a couple months at a time because the the young girls and the women that he would get would get mad because he would he would be given a lot of attention to me because I made the most money. And you would have to give him 100% so, of your money and he'd give you an 100%. allowance. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And then beat you to I, a pulp if you didn't cooperate. Absolutely. And I was the bottom girl. A bottom girl is someone that's there the longest that uh, the trafficker usually abuses the most Mm -hmm. and controls the most. Mm -hmm. And she has the most manipulation done to her. And I think also he tries to make her his partner in the crime of trafficking. And so he tried to get me to boss the other women around, even though I didn't fall for it. I never took their money. I never abused them. I always tried to help them escape. So I knew way back then. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing he didn't like about me because I wasn't a, a complete team player. Mm-hmm. I would I would buck the system quite a sure. bit. And that's just the way I am. I mean, you're not going to tell me to submit to you while you abuse me. Yeah. Uh-uh, I saw my mom get that done to her, and I'm not going to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's probably why I got beat a little bit more. But there's never, never, never an excuse, ladies out there, mm-hmm. or even men that are getting hit, mm-hmm. to ever be hit one time. Yes. That Amen. is not – you You can't even provoke it. Like, it, it is never right for someone to hit you and to backhand you. Ladies, if you're just listening, my name is Shugbury. This is Him For Her, H-I-M number four, her radio, Women's Hot Topic. And if you want more shows like this one, where we tell it like it is, we get real. We're talking about stuff most people are not talking about on a Christian show. And we're looking at it through the lens of Christ. Would you please look us up at himforherministries.org, H-I-M, number four, herministries.org. Push donate today. This is a listening sponsored show, and we need your help so we can help other people in the darkest corners of the world. We are with Annie Lobear, and she is an awesome woman who has written this book called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. She also has a wonderful website that I definitely want to make sure that you look up, which is called hookersforjesus.net. Praise God, Annie. Uh, he saved you from the pit of hell. And then you had this time with him where he was just healing you and you were with him very, you know, 
in these wonderful ways where you were in Scripture and he was loving you and healing you. And after that time, you started Hookers for Jesus. How did that ministry actually begin? And what do you do during that ministry? It's such a great story. Oh, the name, though, the name, Reagan, the name. I mean, here's the thing, is the fact that so many people have came against us about hookers for Jesus. So how I started was very, very simple. I literally felt this tug in my heart, and it was a heart cry for the women. I felt like I had this massive key, and they were in a prison. Mm-hmm. And all yeah. I needed to do was take my key and say, yo, girls, I got the key. And they're like, yo, open the lock. Hey, check this out. I'm going to open it up, but it's your decision to get out or not. You mm-hmm. can stay there with the door wide open because, as we know, that's what some even animals do in zoos. They're afraid to leave the cage. Mm-hmm. We're not animals. I'm not calling women animals. animals mm-hmm. But when you're in that environment being abused for so long, you settle. You believe that that cage is your is your protection. Yeah. You know, right? You, you you believe that this is all you get. This is all you deserve. You know, you don't have any freedoms. Your freedom is in within that cage, and it's very boxed. And so that kind of sounds like some religious attitudes. Ooh, no, mm-hmm. I didn't say that, did I? <laughs> mm-hmm. We tell it like I, I it is here. The, <laughs> <laughs> I went down to the strip. I mean, the Las Vegas strip, and and I knew that I needed to talk to these girls. I was like, I have to go talk to the women that are selling themselves at the bar. So my first outreach, I'll never forget it. It was in 2005. And it was I was with a friend of mine at the time, it was just me and my friend and we were walking on the strip and I was in front of the Mirage Hotel. And literally, I had a business card that said just my name on it, call me if you need help. And my phone number. And I literally was following a girl walking out of the Mirage. She was beautiful, drop-dead gorgeous, makeup done. Her hair was just, like, down to her bottom, and she had on, like, this very revealing shirt, and on the back of her back I could see, because she had her hair up in, like, a lifted bun with spikes in it, I could see a, a, a tattoo, and the tattoo was a cross. Hmm. You know, it's where they used to call the tramp stamp, right? And I was like, this girl, yeah, I'm going to reach out to this girl. So I gave her my card and, you know, I said, hey, I just want to let you know I uh, I was watching you over at the bar and I know you're working and I used to work too and security's kind of tight at this other casino. Be careful. Call me if you need any help. I'm out of the business now and I have a way for you to get out. That girl started crying. Oh. She started crying and I'm, I'll never forget the hug she gave me. Awesome. And I And I felt like this. Just this overwhelming emotion and warmth hit my soul and my spirit, and I felt like the Holy Spirit say, this is what you were called to do. Mm. This is what I have for you. You are going to tell these daughters of mine that they have a right to be freed, Mm. and they have a God that loves them. I love it. Plan their birth, and, and and you need to show them the love that I've shown you, and you need to share your story with them. That's how Hookers for Jesus started. It was super simple. It was just a simple outreach. And then girls started calling me, okay? They started calling me, and all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, what do I call what I'm doing? Because this is so weird. I don't have a name for it. And I was like, oh, Annie Lobert. Nope, not my name. I thought, well, I could do something really with Jesus in it. And then I was driving, literally, and all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, 
hookers for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, what? What? No. <laughs> I not, like it. It's direct there. and to we're the point. God. And, 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 you know, of course, the Holy Spirit's like, yeah, well, Matthew 4, 19, the first four disciples were fishermen. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, okay, what? Okay, dot net. Yeah, hookers for Jesus, dot net. <laughs> so that's how it got named that. But the other, it's a kind of a sassy pants saying in a way. Name because I was called hooker and hoe and slut and whore by men that purchased me, by my ex-trafficker, and by the police department, okay? Mm. And so I thought, hey, how about a way to slap them back in the face mm-hmm. and call it hookers for Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the and love of Jesus. That. Amen. <laughs> That's right. And, and I literally, it does not mean prostitute for Jesus. It literally means we're going fishing in yeah. the drowning waters the, the stormy, stormy waters, let's just pretend Jesus has his boat with the disciples. They're in the Sea of Galilee, and it's stormy, and there's people in the water, and they're drowning. And what do you do? Now, there's boats in, in oh, gosh, it's in, gosh, I can't remember the name, um, Amsterdam, sorry. Amsterdam, yeah. they have boats that are the same size as the disciples' boats on the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. They're called a hooker. Did you all know that? Ooh, look no. at that trivia. Look no, I up. didn't. And so I thought, wow. And I didn't know this till later. I looked it up years later. And I know God told me to look it up. Look up the name Hooker. Look up the mm-hmm. name Hooker. But so the name is literally a name that cleans the name Hooker. And we don't even know, actually, there's, there's theories on that name Hooker. The, there's a general name Hooker and from, I believe it's the Spanish-American War. It might have been in World War One, not World War One. sorry, uh, the uh, Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. And then there's actually a track in New York called the Hooker Track, which was a place where ladies would walk. And there were sailors, and they would have to turn around, and it was shaped like a hook, and that's where they got their name, Hooker. Oh, I love it. And ladies, if you're just listening, we are, you know, there's so many different levels to the name Hooker now that we've learned today. And Annie Lobert is with us. She wrote a wonderful book called Fallen, and it is out of the sex industry and into the arms of the Savior. Now, I love the way you approached, Annie, the women on the street. You could relate to them. They could relate to you. You got it. You're with them. But for some of our listeners, they don't quite know how to approach someone on the street. And this is an area a lot of people are not comfortable with. And so how can believers in Christ come alongside women in prostitution and and trafficking? I mean, what should we do and what should we not do? Well, for sure, this is the thing. Back when I was doing it, and when everyone was brand new at this, and back then there was no one, by the way. It was just me. And I don't even know if anyone else was doing outreaches, but I just did it cold turkey. I just walked up to them, offered them my information for resources. I bought them gift cards. I gave them gift bags with makeup in it and just told them that God loved them. I never tried to proselyze or say, oh, you better believe this. It was never a forced situation. Mm -hmm. But my personal advice now, because it is very dangerous when there's trafficking involved and the traffickers are spying and watching them, you know, from a block away, or they've got spotters watching them or drivers watching them jump in and out of cars. Or let's say a girl in a club, she's got the spotter and the bouncer watching her, telling her trafficker what's going on, if she's behaving or not, or even at a brothel or massage parlor, or let's say someone that's doing webcam or they're doing escorting, they're going outside getting calls on their phone. I wouldn't want to call it the smartphone, the computer phone now, right? Mm -hmm. So I would definitely get some training first Mm -hmm. because you can really harm. You know, honestly, like we do trainings 
we'll, we can do virtual trainings as well about trafficking. And, and how, how can they find that? Hookersforjesus.net. We just email us and, and call us and and uh, let us know that you're interested in that. We can do it. But also, there's local training too. So I want to really be sensitive to the people that are listening. As far as if you want to support your local organizations that are offering training, mm-hmm. they are offering training. And I do know people in your area that will offer that for the people that are interested in training for that. And it's very important that we get that training. So first of all, we do no harm. This mm-hmm. is our main rule. We yeah. do. Do no harm. We don't allow the girls or whoever's being trafficked to be harmed by the trafficker because we were dumb enough to do outreach and, and make them get in big trouble because they were supposed to have their quota, which is, by the way, the money they need to make for their trafficker. Mm-hmm. And we interrupted that quota by them stopping to talk to us. They can actually get a beat down for that. So wow. that's why you do need training. Yes. You really do need to understand. And for me, when I was doing the outreaches back then, um, I always would I would tell the girls, listen, don't put my name by the number. Just put it in your phone, but incognito. So if your trafficker finds it, they're not going to see what, sure. what happened. And Got then it. sometimes, and this was probably unethical of me to do this, for their time, I paid them for their time. So if I took 10 minutes to talk to someone, oh, I gave them 100 it. bucks. Hmm. Right? So, and so that's just because I knew I didn't want them to get in trouble with their traffickers. Right. And Annie, we just have a few minutes left, but this question has been nagging at me since I've been reading your book. How can we not only come alongside these prostitutes or women that are trafficked, but how do we how could we prevent this from ever happening altogether? So that goes back down to the family Mm-hmm. and the family structure and preventing that child abuse from happening yeah. for a woman or a young girl or a young boy to choose this as her way of making money. Right. Right. Because when you know who you are, you don't need to, you don't need to physically sexually sell yourself. Right. Right. If you have any value for yourself, you would never do that. So where does that all start? In the, the family, family is what you're saying. Down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But also, if it's already happened and it's already ongoing and the girl's already a teenager or the boy's already a teenager, now it's kind of too late. So now we need to get the education to these teenager ch- children. Mm-hmm. We need to get them educated on trafficking, what it looks like, how you could be lured into it, you know, mm-hmm. and what's another way for you to avoid that and how you avoid those bad people and the bad groups that are trying to lure you online. And now, of course, trafficking, since um, it's been so done online now more than any time in history, it's on your smartphone. These kids are getting lured like crazy. Right. And mm. I just, people need to be educated and they need to know and they need to watch the signs and learn what they are. They need to report it as soon as they find out. And and also the people that are, the young kids and the young ladies and boys that are being trafficked, we need to let them know they're safe to tell us. Yes. That and that we're not going to bring law enforcement in. We're just going to try to help them get resources to get away from their traffickers and to get the justice that they need for the abuse that they've had happen to them. And by the way, just so everyone knows too, when I started doing outreaches, I had nowhere to put the women. So that's where Destiny House was formed. And we have Destiny House, which is a longer term program for six months of total healing. And then the girls go to vocational school and they acquire jobs skills, trauma, 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 counseling like crazy, yeah. a, a bunch of therapy. And, and then, of course, they go back out into the world successful with a job under their belt and an Amen. education. And they can find and all this information. Let's say they want to donate to you. Do they go to hookersforjesus.net? Absolutely. And there's a big donate button there. It's awesome. plain as day. Make it yep. big. Make it big, baby. And, <laughs> and also, if you're listening and you have been trafficked or you're in trafficking, we have a National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline for you. And that's one eight eight eight. 
And I'm going to repeat that, 1-888-373-7888. And that's the National Human Trafficking Resource Center hotline. Annie, our time is up. Can you believe it? Oh, boo-hoo. I know. Baha. I mean, can it's we like do this again? I don't want it to end. Yes, let's do it again. Ladies, let's do it again. We can We can bring brand new topics to light and ones that you didn't get to ask me. How about that? I know. <laughs> we ran out of time. I'm so bummed. But I just praise God for absolutely everything that you are doing, that you are not wasting any part of your past and you're using it to glorify God. And ladies, if you... I've lived a similar lifestyle where you want to just give it up and give it to Jesus. I want you to tell you that he died for our sins. He loved us so much that God gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. By what, ladies? By just saying yes to him. My name is Shugbury, him for her radio, Women's Hot Topics. You know I love you. Over and out. Over and out.